This is Jack Gottlieb with the L&D Transformation Podcast where business leaders share their advice. It's five questions in nine minutes because talent development needs to create value and generate results quickly that balance immediate needs and long-term transformation. So let's get to it. In a few sentences, please tell us who you are and what you do. Yes, I'm Jolene Skinner. I'm the Vice President of Engagement Inclusion at MongoDB. For those who don't know what MongoDB is, it's a fast-growing tech company that provides a data platform, and it's built on a modern database model, and it's really kind of tuned for software developers. What do you think the best thing, Jolene, is about being in learning and development right now? We're not, we're not talking about a function, although that's important. Right. So about a discipline that if we're going to change an organization, we need to learn. If we're going to build people, of course, they need to learn. What do you think the best thing about being in that right now is it's just part of the continued progression for you? And in yeah. Mongo, maybe in, in the same way. Yeah, I think, and it's not that it's the only time it's been true, but it's especially important right now for organizations to talk about their culture and their purpose. And I think it's because employees are requiring it of organizations. They want to work in roles that have more meaning. The current times have, have made people question what they're doing with their workday. And so organizations are having to step it up, right? And so I think what it really has been interesting is it's not just about classical learning and content around leadership. It's about purpose. Like, who are you as an organization? As a leader, do you buy into that purpose? Who are we as leaders and what are our values? And do they align with the organizational values? And how do we show up that way? And trying to yes. teach that and align to that is actually really tricky. I think it's such a critical point you mentioned because I think what we're realizing, this idea of owning that purpose, that inclusion, that culture, and how does that thread to real capability and capacity, not just like you said, putting people in classes. How do you th see things continually evolving as we go forward? Because you're right, this is this is... This has always been there, but now it's it's really become front and center. Yeah, it's hard. So two things I think really matter here. One is the pace of how you introduce this into the organization so that it doesn't become a fad. It's not a point in time. It's not a program, right? So if you really want to embed values into everything you do, you have to really stay at it for a long time and you have to make sure leaders have your attention or you have their attention actually. And you can't just introduce it here and then maybe six months later you have to slowly kind of drip and it's just it's a constant flow of work that has to happen and so i think for an ld practitioner in my role i have to partner with so many different people across hr to make this work i just got off a call we were talking about how do we do our interview questions differently if this is what we care about what is right. that going to look like right. and also the leaders i spend a lot of time with business leaders really thinking about what's going on with them, what are their business problems, and how can our values and our purpose help them solve those problems better? People can't remember a lot of values or a lot like this complex mission statement. It just, it's too much. It's got to so, it seems so simple that it feels like it's always been there and that it's obvious that that's what we do and that's what, how, what we care about and that's how we operate. Um, and so that I think is tricky, actually. It takes time to get something to be simple um, so that it can stick. So that's, I think, two things. Integrate it everywhere and keep it simple so that it will stick. What piece of advice would you give? It could be L&D, it could be talent, just could be org leaders too, around a lot of what you shared today. So I, there's two pieces to the same, I think, advice, which is as an HR leader, I think of myself as a business leader first, right? I just actually participated in sales boot camp as part of my onboarding. So I've been at my role for six months. It took me a while to get into the 
class. I had to take a lot of modules, but what it did is gave me a really good core training on our tech and our sales motion. And that makes me know the language of the business. And that makes me much more effective in my role. Also, it makes me understand how my solutions are integrating with what the business is doing, right? So that's really important. And I think that you earn a lot of credibility with leaders if you understand and talk the same language they do. So I always lead with business first and HR second. And I lead with HR before I lead with my diversity inclusion or my engagement, right? I, I stack them. Mm. I, I really think about where am I sitting and how is it supporting the business, right? And I think that sometimes people get confused with that and they think, oh, then I need, I need to like borrow their processes or their tools or their plans and how they operate so that we can mirror the business. And I would say, no, business people want you to be an HR leader. They want you to know your stuff and teach them what they don't know. They want your observations. They want your point of view from an HR lens. So it doesn't mean you have to like get rid of HR language, right? In fact, one of the right. ads that I see right now is we, we use um, basis points to report HR data. And I'm like, well, is that the most simple way to do it? Is that meaningful to report attrition and financial metrics? I don't know. So I'm not su suggesting it means you abandon your HR content expertise, right? That's not what I want people to do. I think the, the other thing is the counterbalance of that is if you know your facts, you know the business, you come across as much more grounded. And I think one of the things that I find in in HR, in diversity inclusion, in L&D, is that sometimes people can be accused of being passionate, right? Like, don't be so passionate. And I, I, I think sometimes that's frustrating to people, but I think what it means is sometimes people lead with emotion or they try to persuade versus trying to influence with, with information and asking good mm. questions. And it's not that you don't want to care about what you do and think it's really important, but it's it's not how I try to lead what I do with leaders. Um, in fact, I tell people, I've done a bad job if you know my opinion on something. Now, eventually people will figure it out, but I don't want to lead with my opinion, right? I want to help understand what their opinion is. I want to write, ask the right questions to help them lead to the right answers. So I really focus on the inputs, right? How do I control the process and the questions? so that we get to the right outcomes. And those outcomes usually are aligned with what I care about. It's not that I'm completely abandoning who I am, but I do it in a much more purposeful way. I I love that. I love that. I think that really threads together a lot of what you talked about, about high intention all the way through. How do we really anchor it? How do we really anchor it down? How do we really stack and start to build around it, but then really embed that in a way that's central to the business but with a prioritization scale that isn't about, I have to do this role, this role, this role, it's too many. No, it's how you show up so that those other pieces, it's the inclusion to the HR, to the business. How does that thread in a way that has value, not just shows up by itself? I think that was fantastic. 30 seconds, final amusing question. Who, and I've added this, or what inspires you the most? You know, it's a, that was a really good question. I had to think about this. And I think it's not a person. I think it's a, it's a group of people. I really okay. am inspired by the underdog who, who's successful, who makes it, who achieves. And when I say underdog, I don't mean kind of the social media fad. I mean, someone who did not come from advantage, someone who did not have the resources, someone who did not have the education, whether it's because of their background, because of their religion, because of their immigration status, and yet they, they've achieved so much. It reminds me of my privilege, but it also reminds me what, it, what people can do when they work hard and they stick to something. It just inspires me when I see those success stories. And I think, wow, like if I put my mind to it, look what I could do. 
And so that, that always inspires me. I love that. It, it was beyond a pleasure having you on. This is Jack Gottlieb with the L&D Transformation Podcast. For more insights and ideas, you can go to our LinkedIn page, the L&D Transformation Podcast.